Alright, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. We've got the NIA boys here, Trung Fan, Bilal Zaidi, and Jack Butcher, who's got a very special headset on. He's paying homage to uh, Trung Fan episode 13 to 77. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> wait, and- <laughs> wait. Jack, is that the one you told me to buy? No, no. I just found this in a drawer because my... my- <laughs> My ke- my headphone management system is out the window, man. All I can find <laughs> on my desk is endless streams of these lightning connected Apple things. You know the ones I'm talking about? Goes yeah, the, the ones where the you have to put a wire to the wire because it doesn't work. Adap- the, the courage adapter, they call it, right? Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't well, work we- with the Mac. The, the thing <laughs> Wait, they also it designed. The courage adapter. Because they, when they were announcing the product, they're like, you know why we're removing the 3.5 mil, Jack? Courage. You, you all know what's Jesus funny? Christ. We all made fun of them, but it turned out to be the right move. Except wow. that apparently AirPods give you a brain cancer now. Oh man, you right. can't keep saying that every week. Yeah, every time I get a little headache now, I'm so, I'm like so scared. Trump. I was Trump. in the sauna the other day about to cry. Go we're on, on that Huberman life, man, with the wired headphones. Oh yeah, Longevity. yeah. Wait. Did Huberman's, is Huberman the one that's been I'm messing about, I don't know, all these boys (laughs) talking about, talking about looking after yourself, man. I'm getting the wired headphones up. Taking it back. (laughs) Wait, wait, it's going to be wired headphones till Bitcoin 69. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing only, wired only. Well, let's add another layer to this running joke. This is almost episode 100 and we still haven't figured out our audio. (laughs) Oh, we're doing all right now. We got we got <laughs> yeah. the the proper mic there for trying. Yeah, anyway, I was mics. also going to say, Jack, when you put it on, you you dropped the phone jacker reference. Uh, Trung, have we ever sent you the phone jacker clips? By the way, some UK this, stuff. It's a uh, UK does show. Does this stuff rate well? Can we like do some analysis on if this UK <laughs> stuff <laughs> Mate, is killing so our good. ratings? So, <laughs> no, no, no but playing. there's a classic show, and the guy would just prank call people. And there would be one where he'd be wearing this lower headset in like a call center. <laughs> Did you ever do a call center job? I feel like one of you must have done Me? it. Yeah. Uh, no, I never did call center job. Would have been, I would have been awful. Man, I sold kitchens from a call center one time <laughs> in North London. <laughs> it lasted about half a day. Bing, 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 bing. Selling uh, a, fo- a kitchen on the phone. That's insane. Crazy. Cold calling. Cold calling. <laughs> it would dial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be there no, wearing my suit. What was the conversion rate? What was Wait, the- yeah. I went off script, closed one person, and then they called me upstairs and said you went off script. And I said, yeah, because the script isn't working. No, but, but, hold on. How did you close? How did you? How did you pivot into a chat yeah. about the kitchen? No, no, what clear- did you say? I'm serious. What did you say? <laughs> no, no. Uh, from what I remember, I was 16 years old. So it was essentially the, a close was bring, getting them to turn up to the store. It wasn't like you bought a, a 30,000 pound kitchen. <laughs> how did you do it? Answer me. No, how you, did they, you do they, it? They, just, you, they automatically call a bunch of people in the local area and you'd be like, are you in the market for a new kitchen? Which is a ridiculous concept. Like who's in the market for a new kitchen? Just no randomly, one but. ever thinks about that, right? I've never once thought, "Oh, I could use a new kitchen today." Dialing for dollars, bro. That is the that is how it works. Anyway, so uh, let's tell people what we're talking about today. Um, we got it's a big social episode. Trung is going to be going ham on TikTok again. We're going to be talking about the case for banning this TikTok shit part needs two. To be banned, man. For Jack sale. Is, Come on. Jack is ready for the thumbnail. It's going to be the most outrageous thumbnail. Uh, on a TikTok banning and then we're going to talk about Artifact which is Kevin Systrom's new app it's going to be TikTok for text and it's the, he's the IG founder uh, we're going to be uh, the Instagram founder we're going to be talking about that and Twitter's algorithm change uh, the For You page it's, it's basically a big social episode um, but before that real quickly Jack 
checks NFTs. They're still in the top 10 NFTs. You just hit $12 million on, in secondary volume. How's it going on the check side, mate? Quick one. Stuff is good, yeah. Um, I won't go all the way down into it, but we're building all the infrastructure out for the phase two. Should be about a week away. But if you want to check out the, the, What's the running phase mega two? thread. Come so on, a take, lot of people want to know. Yeah, a lot of people want to know. So taking the original editions, migrating them into the second phase of the art show. So taking them from these additions that are all identical into um, completely unique on-chain originals. And then there's some logic that exists beyond that where I think I explained the supply thing last week where the uh, it is possible to create different combinations by combining ones that you own at the addition level. So basically this is gonna change the supply and all the aesthetic of the entire collection. And we've just been writing the smart contracts, building the front end, all of that stuff. Uh, so I'll come back to it and do a proper screen share and everything Breakdown, and explain yeah. it all when it's when there's something to look at. But if you're interested now, go through the Twitter thread and it goes step by step, all the things that we're doing and building. So. This is Appreciate straight out it. building in public, mate. Yeah, 2020 style. You're, you're putting it all out there. It's We're pretty right. cool yeah. to see, man. Quick question. I'm not going to ask you how much money you've made from the secondary sales. <laughs> I'm not asking that. I've been, my, my wrist has been slapped. What I'm going to ask is this, Jack's though. Jack's face. Okay. <laughs> he we, looks so you know disappointed. What we, need to do? <laughs> we need to do a live reaction of Jack's face when I said... You know what got me hard last week? Oh my yeah, God, yeah. dude. Oh do you know what? I God. missed it as well. I'm not going to lie. No. When, when Jack was re reacting to it, I was like, what? Is he saying it the way you yeah, said no. Euro Jack or Gyro? Face? No, I'm going to so ask good. this. Jack, because you know there's, there's still skeptics and haters. Is this something that had to be done on the blockchain? Yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's short and sweet. All right. Yeah, no, exactly. That's all we had to know. That's all we had to hear. All right. All right. So, uh, so let's get the into week? the Yeah, yeah. Trunks got a meme of the week. We're going to reference our boy okay, Soren so a little later. For the uh, listeners, Hide those DMs, bro. there's a <laughs> Twitter user named Soren Iverson, a gra an alumni of uh, Visualize Valley. So, uh, and also a speaker. Is that right, uh, Jack? That's correct. So, uh, shout out to Soren. Uh, I think uh, Square and Cash App. But uh, you, if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen some of his work lately. He's taking very popular consumer apps and then tweaking them a bit as a joke so uh, for uber the uber app he puts a hot box option <laughs> and it's Incredible. called drivers that don't mind the devil's lettuce so it looks like you can smoke in this car a, a marijuana joint uh but it, it's hilarious because he's been doing these for a bunch of apps like uber eats uh gmail uh, Apple Watch. We'll, we'll go through a couple of them later at the end of the episode. I'd love to get Jack's thoughts uh, on how, uh, uh, if it's a VV uh, a bar, if it meets a VV bar. I mean, Jack, does this one meet the VV bar? Man, I think I'll go into it later in the episode, but I think he nailed this idea of finding a format and iterating on it and like showing your, showing your unique ability to communicate ideas like now you're seeing this meme spread he's not the only one doing this but i believe he was the first to do it at least consistently yeah. in at this at this quality so yeah for sure it's an incredible uh incredible idea and it just taps into something that people are already familiar with it's like the concepts that we've talked about before the virgil thing even works in like comedy the right three percent rule yeah 
take this thing and then put some interesting, funny spin on it. And it just captures people's imagination because they're already so familiar with this thing. And the novelty creates this massive effect and props to Soren. He's gotten a lot of well-deserved attention as a result. Killing it. All right, so should we move on to TikTok, boys? Because we might revisit some of Soren's posts a bit later, potentially, or on another yeah. episode. But So, Trung, you've been writing about this, and we had the famous episode where you were calling for TikTok to be banned, essentially, but you've really gone in now uh, even more. I went so, deep on this one. I went deep yeah, on so, this one. So break it down for us, man. Like We've heard from other people that they think it could even happen this year. So I guess, how would you want to lay this out? Is it more case for and against or is it just well, i'll lay out my case and you guys poke <laughs> holes in it all right all right so this is my case it's very simple and it's gonna get us banned from youtube no <laughs> no it's this it's listen china is an ideological rival to the west right this is like this is not a conspiracy theory xi jinping the president of china and the head of the chinese communist party has made it very clear that he believes, uh, at least in China, China should be run a certain way. Uh, uh, that, you know, that's obviously the country that he rules. Uh, and uh, uh, some will say, and I agree, in quite an authoritarian manner. Um, he's also explicitly said um, in leaked documents that he believes a lot of things that in the West that we hold to be uh, sacred. He thinks they're a threat to the Chinese model. So I'll give you an idea. He, he calls some of the things that are a threat to the Chinese model, a separation of powers, an independent judiciary, universal human rights, uh, civil society, uh, total privatization and freedom of the press. He has said in documents within the CCP that he believed these are not consistent with uh, how the country of China is to be ruled or governed, which, listen, there are arguments to be made. Sure, uh, Western democracy and liberal democracy is not for every country, which is China's history is it's a very large landmass, and the best way uh, in, in many ways to control that type of landmass is to have a, a kind of a, a, an authoritarian leadership that trickles down and you kind of let different parts of the country do their thing, but under kind of one direction. So would you guys... What's your thoughts on me framing as, I believe, China as an ideological rival? This is not controversial, right? Yeah, not really. Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's an entirely different political system, right? It's a completely different system of governance. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Okay, so that, there, that, there's the per first part of the ban TikTok argument. The second part is stuff that we've talked about on this episode. Um, China itself doesn't allow Western social networks or Western competing products, right? And I'm not, my argument is not, hey, we should do, or Western nations should do a tit for tat, because the whole part, the whole point of Western nations is that you kind of allow this competition and this, the free market to run. Having said that, there are certainly limits, right? It's like, you, for example, in the United States, there are anti-dumping rules, and I'll give you a very salient example. China can't just create uh, uh, like solar panels or shoes and just sell them into the market at a below cost, right? Which is what they've actually did with solar panels. Like they create solar panels that are very low cost because some people say slave labor and then they flood the market, uh, the United States market with those solar panels. And now everybody in the United States that runs a solar panel business, how are you going to compete against something that is selling at a loss, right? So there are limits to quote unquote the free market. How is that? Uh, well, how is that controlled? 
Oh, they're anti-dumping rules. Uh, they'll, they'll be like, uh, uh, they're th within the country. I can't speak to each individual product line, but like they make certain like assessments on like, okay, like clearly exports it, or something that are coming yeah, in at a certain value. Exactly. Right. Or they'll or they'll tax they'll the force a duty onto that import to make it up to a certain level that's competitive. Like if you're trying to sell a solar panel, which is ninety nine percent cheaper, people would be like, okay, this is funny business, right? Well, yeah, yeah. This is a, like not to interrupt your very no, this is great sequential case here, but the idea of that translated into digital product or attention is another interesting angle on it, right? It's like you're gonna allow that arbitrage to exist, which is what TikTok does. Exactly, right? It's a digital, it's a form of digital arbitrage. And we've talked here a lot that we, if we believe that tension is most scarce and honestly the most important asset in the 21st century, because it is truly limited, right? It's the only truly scarce asset. Then exactly to your point, Jack, it's like the physical products aren't even the most important things. It is the ideas. And as we established, China is ideologically you know, against a lot of Western values. So you have a country that has historically uh, in trade, physical trade, not played necessarily fair. And now they have the dominant attention grabbing app. So that's layer number two. Layer number one is ideological. Layer number two is they already don't really play on a level playing field, right? Facebook, Google, Twitter, not allowed in China. And, the, so, and the, the, other, the other point or the other thing to include in framing this is uh, the assumption is that there is state level access or influence correct. to TikTok. Exact, this is exactly the next level. It's like, so if you grant the first two parts, then a, 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 the person might say to me, okay, Trung, like whatever. Like, okay, Trung, nice conspiracy theories. Like, what's the third part? Jack just nailed it. It's like, okay, they does the Chinese Communist Party have influence and sway over TikTok. I think at this point, if anyone is looking at China and what happened to the Chinese tech industry over the past two years, and, uh, and they would say that the Chinese Communist Party has no sway, they're living in it, we can't, we can't have a conversation, right? Overnight, Xi Jinping about 18 months ago destroyed the Chinese tech industry. He wiped a trillion dollar evaluation and if, if you're asking why would he do that to his economy, it's because he wants tighter control over what could be potential rivals. Like what happened to Jack Ma? We all saw, right? One of the most vocal, successful entrepreneurs on the planet disappeared off the face of the earth. He's still around. I think he's formally given up control of, uh, of Alibaba, but he was seen as a rival, potential rival, right? Like because he controlled a very important uh, a tech platform and he was extremely rich. Same things happening with the CEO of ByteDance, Zhang Yiming. He has actually left the CEO position and prior to TikTok, prior to finding TikTok, he had done stuff in China. He didn't actually found TikTok. They, they acquired Musical.ly in 2016, which was, did you guys ever use Musical.ly? I think once or twice. Was it, the name rings a bell. Was it to make videos? Yeah, lip sync. Yeah, it's, lip sync yeah, videos. It what, it was what basically became TikTok, right? Like exactly. the version of TikTok we now know uh, yeah, I used it a little bit. I remember a few. One of my friends was working there actually. So Which we, oh, worked at Musically. Yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was the head of marketing or something. And then he ended up going to tick like CMO, and then he went to TikTok after. I hope he's not listening to this. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no but uh, yeah, he's German guy, real good dude. But um, yeah, I remember just it was kind of the hot shit for a minute. Like I remember even like the 
a lot of the social media like agencies and stuff started talking about it as like, oh, you need to start creating stuff on it. All the kids are using it. And then TikTok, it merged basically with TikTok, I think. And then, um, yeah, it kind of took over. Yeah, well, I'll give you a little preamble of that. Uh, I know Jack had a quick comment, but so I'll talk about ByteDance. This is the Chinese uh, parent company, TikTok. They own two apps. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, which probably hurts my argument for banning TikTok. But uh, they had an app called Toy Toy, which is like an AI-generated uh, uh, news uh, app, which is directly related to what Bilal said at the top. We're going to be talking about the Instagram founders basically made or launching TikTok for text in an app called Artifact. But Artifact was basically in China called uh, Tao Tiao and uh, it used AI to recommend content, which probably sounds familiar to TikTok, right? It, it, TikTok's using AI to recommend videos. But the interesting thing about this news app was the Chi Xi Jinping was unhappy with some of the content that was being uh, uh, fed through the app, he forced the CEO ByteDance to fix the algo and apologize to the country. So this is like, this is an idea of what's already happening with information apps in China. And then the other thing I'd add to Jack's initial question is like, what is the CCP's control over these tech companies? The CCP has what is called a golden share. They invest a nominal amount of money into these companies at a way market uh, 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 below market valuation. They get 1% of the company. In return for that 1% and the money they give, or in addition to the 1%, they get content moderation. Uh, they can they control the content moderation and they get a board on the seat, uh, a seat on the board. So this has happened with WeChat and it's happened with TikTok. So this is layer three. On top of ideology, on top of the fact that China doesn't have a fair information uh, flow uh, happening within its uh, tech and information uh, industries, there's the fact that CCP directly controls these uh, 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 apps. So, I mean, that's my three-prong rationale for why it should be banned. And it's a threat because they're not ideologically aligned and they can use this incredibly powerful um, uh, algorithm to, you know, who knows what's going on, right? It's like in the past, they've they've uh, blunted news about Tiananmen Square on TikTok because the Chinese government doesn't want to talk about Tiananmen Square. And they've pushed uh, other, other kind of uh, quote unquote uh, hashtags and trends that are in their favor, pro-China and, and suppress things that are anti-China. And then on top of that, they've used within TikTok, they've used data on Western journalists and tried to track down Western journalists that have written articles that are critical of TikTok. So they are abusing the data, but the data is secondary to me. The number one thing here is about ideology and information flow. And I think you can't trust a black box algorithm controlled by the Chinese Communist Party to run amok in Western nations. That's the argument. Tarang, I think uh, the good, Good points, first of all. I probably am on more on your side than on the other side on this, but just to try to play devil's advocate, I think yeah. um, that last thing you said there about we can't trust a black box, and then the second part was controlled by a Chinese government. Would you, is that a key part? The second part, because if because a lot of the algorithms are already a black box, right? Like all of the sure. social algorithms. Are, so is it really just the second part? We waiting outside the. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said we'll be waiting outside the journalist door or something like that. No, no, the algorithm designer. He said, <laughs> oh who yeah, designs the designer. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Sorry. is a great question. No, I agree. Sorry, both, both sides. No, that's a good point. No, no, you're. Uh, that's a great question. That's a great devil's advocate question. I actually wrote this in my uh, the subject that I wrote on TikTok. I'm like. So th this is the resolution. I think Western states should block it. And 
until the time of owner. And but to your point though, in the hands of the non-Chinese owner, it's still a, a black box which sucks an hour and a half of uh, time a day and is honestly probably not great for like a, a childhood development because it is a an absolutely monster time suck right and the information that's being fed through that app it's like anything it's like listen people binge on netflix watch four hours of tv a day like people are constantly distracted it's just that tick as we've discussed the app design is actually it's the apex it's like nothing has been this good to keep you hooked i mean i don't use it like you do blah Expl- tell me how good of an app it is if they were an american company and they were just really good at sucking you in the same way instagram was better than facebook at doing that you could argue that other social networks have been good youtube in its own way for video like we wouldn't be saying okay well they're really good at this and then people are spending hours a day on it we're, we're really saying it because the chinese i guess Right, case. because of the layer, you're 100% right. And it's because of the layer one thing, right? It's like, if we grant that information, it, it flows and attention are the number one scarce asset, I don't believe that it should be in the hands of an antagonistic ideological regime. That That's how I would frame it. And But to your answer your point directly, when we had Jordan Schneider on, uh, China expert at China Talk, he's like, yeah, listen, they should, the people that made TikTok should be, rewarded uh financially for creating actually a great product right so if they were to sell this in the open marketplace they will get paid out for it uh uh, it looks like it's unlikely that they'll get what the quote-unquote market would be because it's going to be sold under duress um but no you're right It, it it is it is uh clouded by the fact that you know china has this this communist party has this golden share um i don't want to take away from the apps it's really good at what it does, right? Um, but yeah, the, the bottom I, layer I, I, is what I, well, I'm talking about. Trung, I think I, I agree. So I think that's good to separate the two. And then just to add to that, we were talking about the negative, not just the negative effects on dopamine and like, you know, how we all sucked in being addicted to it, but also the types of content. So again, I don't know if this is true or if it's just a random rumor that stems from wherever. Um, but I've heard that the content algorithm for china is different to the u.s and again this could be completely made up so it's not verified but for example what kids would see there might veer towards more quote-unquote positive stuff like education and stuff that would help them with learning whereas here we're getting you know like the three different mega dopamine sucking things uh, attention grabbing (laughs) things that you've talked about um dancing so, family guy and exactly. uh, subway surfers uh, uh, with a with a hip-hop beat on top so yeah. <laughs> do you know um first of all have you heard of that before do, do you yeah, know if that's so true that claim was made uh was made by a number of people but i think the most famous one that i think we've talked about was from tristan harris former google guy right he's like yeah, the yeah. evangelist that wants to get people off of social media but he was on 60 minutes oh he's the guy he that it. did that that netflix documentary exactly, or something right, right? Yeah, he yeah. uh he was talking about specifically the app the TikTok is not in China. China has an app called Doyen from ByteDance also. That's their version of TikTok. And Tristan Harris was making the point that the Doyen app to what Bilal said was showing like the quote unquote spinach version of uh of social media content. Whereas like the you like Americans are getting like the McDonald's TikTok like 10 nuggets, three Big Macs, like two that junior chicken chickens. chicken slaps, as we yeah. talked about last week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're getting that but version. Right. But uh, 
Yeah, do I think it's true? I think it's 100% true. And it goes back to something that's well documented, which isn't a rumor, which is that the CEO of ByteDance a couple years ago had to apologize to the to the country and to the Communist Party for feeding stuff that was, quote unquote, bad and negative down their newspaper app. So, yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that, that's the case I, I'd make. And I think uh, I, I'd say I had one thing or add a couple things just to make it newsworthy or why we're even bringing it up today is because. A couple, I mean, uh, legislation has been brought forth, like bipartisan legislation to ban TikTok's some capacity. Obviously, Donald Trump famously put an executive order to ban it, and they tried to force a sale to uh, Oracle and Walmart, which is kind of hilarious. And now, uh, and and TikTok now is in discussions with the U.S. government to have, or they're going to run the U.S. data in the U.S. Oracle is going to quote unquote audit the uh, algorithm. Um, did it say that it's going to cost them $1.5 billion to allow that to happen? But even with like the changes trying to make, they, they've said that still the ByteDance and the Chinese Communist Party is going to have ultimate like final say on, on decision making at the TikTok level. And it sounds like uh, Senator Josh Howley, a uh, Republican, uh, but uh, quite a hawkish Republican, has written some bill or put forward one to ban TikTok. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, below. I think by the end of the year, something will happen. It'll be a forced sale or we'll get banned. And like when people ask, like, well, how would you ban something? It's actually not that hard. And it speaks actually to a problem with uh, with the Internet in general. The, the, the open points, Internet? The yeah, fact the you could just ban internet, a right? whole app? Yeah. You could ban a whole app just by Google uh, Play Store and uh, iOS uh, App Store, right? It's like they could just oh, stop they make it illegal happening. and they yeah. would say get yeah, it off which exactly. makes sense yeah it's like there's two choke points right it's like it's not that difficult i mean there it's difficult from probably a like a like legal side it will get challenged and the one thing the last thing i'll add is this there's actually a rule in the constitution it's called the berman amendment it was done during the cold war and it's actually done during the cold war for the opposite reason it didn't want to ban the flow of information because the U.S. was feeding propaganda to other countries, right? It was like feeding propaganda to Cuba. So the Berman Amendment basically meant that you couldn't, there's like restrictions about banning information between adversarial nations. So the, ironically, something that may stop a outright ban of this happening was an amendment made during the Cold War uh, for similar reasons. But uh, yeah, so that, that's uh, the TLDR. That's great. And so, Trung, the other thing I was going to ask is we were separating like the negative effects of social media and like which I would apply to all the social media apps, yeah, to be not honest. Just TikTok. And I would also say on the flip side, like we are choosing t- to watch what we enjoy. And that's going to bring us on to the second topic in a little while on Twitter's algorithm change. Um, and so, uh, Jack, what was the I think you had a Joe Biden quote for this one as well about what we end up watching what was it from last week no it's the same it's the same quote same from one. last week which was uh don't tell me what you care about show me your bank account and i'll tell you what show you care me about. your tiktok feed <laughs> and exactly we'll, right. i'll tell you what you actually care about yeah it's that's facts. scary it's the same yeah. i mean maybe even a more accurate thing right it's like the because some people you spend money on things you don't want to spend money on but the attention yeah attention the, the relationship ish. between the attention yeah. is like you don't spend a millisecond looking at something you don't want to look at and that yeah. feedback loop creates which is what i was going to say as well is like i don't know how much i buy the benevolent social media network creator that's feeding like scientific education to people i agree that that has to be a government phenomenon to say like you have to stop giving people what they want that because if you 
I think let people alone with an app like that, you're always going to get a similar result. It's going to be the most entertaining, the funniest, the lewdest in a lot of cases, right? Like if you look at internet data in aggregate, <laughs> what are people spending their time looking at? 25%. Yeah, but, we know. We're not going right. to say it. We're not going to say the P word. You don't We're not going to say know. the P word that rhymes with corn. You okay? know it We're when you see it. it. <laughs> what was that from? I, I don't, like, well, the, oh, Supreme Court, the Supreme Court Justice. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what pornography is, but I'll tell you. You know when you see it. Um, actually, Bilal, I actually do want to address your point because Jack brought something great points. Like, we're already seeing with the Twitter files the amount of like FBI interference into Twitter, right? And into Facebook and YouTube. Listen, it's not like the United States is like, or Western societies don't have uh, the thumb of the government pressing on the social media scales. It's just, at a minimum, these are elected officials by the citizens of the United States, right? Is like, or the citizens of Canada. TikTok, again, is a Chinese-run app by a single-party state uh, with, with very explicitly, and I guess in some ways, because of how explicit it is, it may be, you, some could argue it's less malignant than like the FBI secretly like getting its well, uh, you know, claws into, the, uh, into Twitter, but... Uh, yeah, I don't agree. I, I, we've talked about it. I'm just glad I had a chance to tease out the point that I made a couple of months ago and we all had a good laugh about. No, I think that makes sense. Well, the, the last question I was going to ask you on that trunk was we were separating the negative effects and China, essentially. So I guess the logical step from there is why stop at TikTok? What, what makes TikTok so special compared to all the other Chinese companies that could also be influencing things in a negative way. That's a great way. question. I think you can make a similar argument for WeChat, actually, because uh, I, I read something, actually, it might have been a, either Times or a post-opinion piece. There's like, if you actually think about WeChat, it's actually a bigger spread of Chinese propaganda uh, because of how of like every Chinese citizen uses WeChat, even the ones living abroad, right? And that's their main communication channel. But that is a great question. Um, it is which is why I'll just hedge by saying all this. When you go down this path, exactly because of the question you asked, uh, yeah, it's not a path you should go down, like you should choose to go down, like just willy-nilly, right? It's like, is this thing enough of a threat where you're opening this can of worms where you're kind of like banning different types of communication mediums? And yeah, it could, you're right, it could totally get ugly. Like what if, what, what if it looks like at Japan? What if America looks at Japan and they use Rakuten there? It's like, oh yeah, we yeah. don't like this app, right? You're right, it is. I think TikTok is that enough of a threat. And because it is the apex predator for attention, it's like, it has to be treated as that. That's how I'd frame it. It sounds like a bit of a cop yeah. but that's how No, I no, I it. think it's a fair, and I guess, like you said, they're top of the game right now. So that's why it's become significant enough um, that it's impacting culture, it's impacting people's behavior and like stuff like that. So it Boy, makes a big difference. Yeah, go on. One thing I was going to say in the middle that I forgot about until now was um, basically we can connect these two points and then maybe that will help us go into the next topic. But this idea that we're talking about with Soren's take these apps and make a little tweak to them and like ride on the culture a little bit is how TikTok took off and continues to grow. Right. Because you're riding on music for the most part, right? Where it's like you have this collective bug in people's heads that you can attach new messages to and it already has like this mimetic distribution. And I feel like that's what, that's the real massive advantage that they have. And I don't know how the licensing or any of that stuff works. Maybe that's another function of it being Chinese. 
like they don't give a shit about the music licensing or anything like if you go on instagram and search for a song to tag on your reel or whatever you get like four results of probably artists that have signed dog shit deals with meta or something right and their ability to tag on to these like assets that are already in people's heads to me that's how the like mega viral component is achieved and sustained and that's like uh i don't know i would need we need somebody maybe we can get uh our boy Dan Runcion talk about like how the licensing works in that scenario, but the the like freedom at that level, I think it does end up trickling back to the artists. I got a few friends who work in that industry, and it's like you don't if you if your song can't break out on TikTok, forget it. it just yeah. just you don't even. They're bother. making it for that, or basically, now, even right. if you look at the big artists like Drake and. I mean, I think the, I can't remember the album it was. It was a few years ago where they said it was like the TikTok album where you could tell he'd made or at oh, least he, a what's song. That, what's that dance song called? Was that, it that, was it one dance? There was a few where he, he did, you like, could the tell from the music dance? video he was doing the ridiculous dancing. Yeah, it was very memeable. And then there were other ones where it was just made for a dance. Like uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was like a TikTok dance because that was originally when TikTok really popped off it was everything on there was just people doing dances and, and but now it's like way more like people are doing like five best personal finance hacks and all this random stuff or gym tiktok whatever and um but you've still got the music layer across the board right because it's just more entertaining and more engaging um i i i did have another point i want to bring up but did you guys uh, finish that point before is it, i move is it on TikTok to related it's related to on? this well it's kind of a bigger question around right. like I'll just drop Go a couple on. thoughts uh, and give some credit. It's like uh, uh, three really good ones to read on this. And we'll throw in the show notes. This girl Winder uh, wrote something, a uh, great title. He wrote, uh, uh, TikTok is a Chinese super weapon. A weapon of mass distraction is what he called it. Not bad, right? Uh, ben Thompson obviously has written widely on TikTok uh, and his case for banning it. And he lives in Taiwan, so he has a pretty close view on it. And our boy Jordan Schneider, uh, who was on here a couple uh, a month and a bit ago, um, the last thing I'll add on that is, yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll link those. Those are all great resources. And if people want to push back on Trunk T Fan, I get it. We will have a Trunk follow T up. Fan. <laughs> At him on Twitter. Well, I guess the, the bigger question I wanted to ask you guys was, I guess it's more of a philosophical question around the role of governments or companies and how much we should be pushing people to positive things versus letting the market decide and that kind of sliding scale. And the example I always give, and this is like a very Google specific one, but it's kind of a funny one. Did we ever talk about the M&Ms thing at Google? Did that, or have you heard about this before? Oh, the white shoes, that ju it just happened, right? Or is it, no, 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 this is like from ages ago, but essentially it's the, it's the idea of when you design your space in your room, let's say your bedroom, you want to put, um, positive stuff like uh, for example i put kindle next to my bed because i want to read more <laughs> i keep it i'll put my multivitamin there and, I I, and i'll put like stuff that i don't want around my, my phone i might put in another room at night because even though i you can say oh just have self-control and discipline like most humans don't have that right so it's better just to make it easy for yourself similarly with google it's kind of a fun one um you know in the google mini kitchens they would have like snacks and stuff so they were peanut m m's my favorite and they would just be in these kind of jars where you turn 
you'd basically turn it and you could see all the M&Ms and you'd put your bowl there and it would just come flying out like a waterfall of M&Ms. Zero go to interest. <laughs> zero <laughs> interest, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm zero really interest. Say, that's an zero interest phenomenon. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So this fountains, is, yeah. Yeah, but just think about that, just design-wise, like you're, you're stressed or whatever, or you're bored and you go over, you just hit it and you're like, okay, now you're just gonna give yourself a sugar high. You, you know, you just smash it out your desk and then you might want some more because it's addictive. So what the Google team did, the people who designed the offices, they said, all right, we want to give people People the option for M&M's ice cream you know stuff they like but we want to encourage healthy behaviors so they basically replaced those uh, clear um, water fountain things with um, like just opaque jars and they would put it like one level higher and so it's just a minor difference but you'd have to go there and lift it up and then pour it in and really choose that I want to have these and that alone reduced the consumption of M&M's by 60% it, they like measured oh it God. because you they had to replenish the the M and M's or whatever. And there's actually I was just googling while we were talking. There's a um, Harvard Business Review case study on this, which is quite funny. What on M and M's? Yeah, with M and M's. I'll send it to you. That sounds like a trunk thread. Sounds like a trunk thread, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of an, just a fun little story to share. But I remember we I would reference this all the time within like my team and stuff beyond like the M&M, just like when you're trying to encourage yourself to do good things, like make it easy for yourself. Um, but but I guess the question is that's on a company level and that's for the employees who they're actually feeding and they're giving it for free to the employees. Um, but what what is the role of a government or a company as it relates to users and citizens? Like, should we be actually encouraging people to eat healthier food, consume less equivalent of junk food in terms of social media? Like how, where does that line kind of, where is that line for you guys? Mm -hmm. The FDA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the F no. You've been listening to that Andrew Schultz podcast. Yeah. No. yeah well, no, I think I, that, uh, that is one of the biggest or the most obvious things yeah, yeah. of this, like playing out in real world, right? Like the regulation of things that you physically consume, I think is reasonably unanimous across the board. And regardless of your political beliefs, like, should anybody be able to make drugs that claim to do X and sell them? It seems to me like it makes sense for that to go through a process of review. Should that process of review be transparent and well-published and documented and all of that stuff? Yes. Um, and I think where the line is when it gets to, this is a big theme of what we talk about here every week in some way, shape or form is like, is the digital economy real? Is the stuff you're consuming in your mind, like the things that's going into your retina and through your brain and influencing the way you think about the world, is that the same as ingesting a poisonous, I don't know, pill of some description, right? There's, most people would say no, but I mean, you, I think that in there is re reasonably unchecked in a lot of regards, right? Like a, a Twitter or a, I don't know to the extent, I mean, Bilal, you've been in the bin at Google, so I don't know if uh, <laughs> maybe 70% of the shit that's going on the internet is like not Wait, fit for human hold on, consumption. Listeners, can we tell the listeners what the bin is uh, for people who don't but know? Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, I actually thankfully skipped it, but a lot of people, including Sheryl Sandberg, um, who's now was the head of Facebook for a long time, um, 
your first job at Google was to be in the approval bin. So you'd go in and you'd get a queue and it would come on your screen. It'd be like approve ad, disapprove ad or content for YouTube. That would be the case. And it was basically to teach people how the system works and policy. But it was kind of crazy. You got these Stanford grads thinking they're going to be doing some cool work. And then they're for six months, you're just approving, disapproving Dude, ads. I read, uh, so I read some the, the book about it. YouTube and they're talking what you're talking about the bin. They didn't call oh, it the yeah. bin. But I mean, you you guys will know this. Bilal will know this for sure. They get like consultancies, right? They'll get Accenture to hire people in Latin America, Southeast Asia, spend 10 hours in the bin. I mean, we've talked about this before. They, and YouTube is you crazy. You, Celia worked literally. at an agency that did that. Like, really? Uh, I think they had P&G as a client. And they would just staff a team of people to watch uh, the videos that PNG ads are appearing before or during. That's like, crazy. Yeah. What, like on TV or on the internet? No, on, on YouTube. YouTube. On YouTube. So like- That's the, crazy, man. They we, just we, need we to run a placement report to, there. Yeah. <laughs> next to this or that. Got yeah. humans to I mean, I guess we, they're it's so you got to get dark, those billable right? hours up and laugh. That's you know it. That's saying? true. Bro, that's true. Yeah. It's so dark that we're laughing, but like, because you can't not, like, you know how dark this stuff is. We, we don't have yeah, to talk yeah. about it. The but stuff like, that people would put on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I still think but, it's a minority of, I still think it is just a, a crazy- like when you see it, you're I like, don't think it is, man. I think it is. I yeah. think it's like the dark matter of the internet. I think well, a lot mate, of the yeah. internet is really sick and twisted. Well, good. Yeah. A good barometer <laughs> is like, when and how would you let a kid go on the internet? Would yeah. you give mm. your son so, unfettered access to the internet, Tron? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely no. not. Well, so I don't I think even I just now about I don't, give right? myself that. I, let alone I don't let him use yeah. YouTube. I uh, I go to Netflix because I know. What about YouTube Kids? Have you ever tried that? It, man, it's like you probably know the history of YouTube kids. They try to uh, put the content all there. Just no one uses it. It's, it's a habit. Thing. I, I've heard. Uh, I know quite a lot of people who use Do it you? with their kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My nephew, I've my my friend's kids, and they and it's like filtered, so they only put like very specific stuff on there. So, yeah, I think that there was like discussion of this in the Twitter um, acquisition when it was closing out. It's like have a mega safe mode have a like yeah. moderate mode then have like sicko mode oh, choose, your, just, choose your algorithm right, unfiltered madness i don't know man it's like it's a very 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 hard problem to solve and that was a large part of the criticism that came with elon taking over right it's like consumer social and content moderation and all that stuff is not an engineering problem in the same way that like sending something into space is an engineering problem yeah um, yeah well yeah. great well, let segue me, let me, into let me the, answer yeah, Bilal's question directly like uh, uh i'll do it super quickly is i think there it's difficult it's already clearly being done though right it's like certain forms of pornography hate speech and and as we've seen things that are not in the overton window are being suppressed like you can talk about COVID for like the first year of COVID. Um, so do I think it's a problem? Yeah, I, I would not want to be in a world where you had a top-down deciding. And that, that's clearly some, quasi something we do have. And um, it's not specific to TikTok. I, what, I, what I appreciate about your questions around the TikTok thing is like, listen, there's a, clearly there's a Chinese, Chinese ideological angle, but then you, can, you, you know, you also say, like, well, the social media algorithm stuff, that is also just a social media algorithm problem, right? That's just a social media uh, it's, a, a content problem. Yeah, I think you could also talk about the like nothing new under the sun angle where TV channels, radio, all of those things come from, you know, starting as appealing to a tiny number of people and then just become this homogenous, like 
narrative that can go out to 100 million people at a time. And it's difficult to imagine the forces that don't let or try and prevent. If you look at this from like a good nature's perspective, try and prevent like porn from being on the TV at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Oh, no, that's it's, possible. No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like the, the, I don't think anybody disagrees with something that is, well, pop, there de- obviously there are people, but <laughs> broadly people don't yeah. disagree with the idea that something that has the potential to be broadcast to like almost every living person should have some degree of consensus about what it is we do and do not want to be a part of that. Uh, I don't think many sensible people would disagree with that statement. But if you do, let it go in the comments and we'll get into it. (laughs) Uh, We might have to shut the comments off on this one, boys. (laughs) Well, no, the the other thing, Jack, you mentioned it earlier, but you were talking about kind of laws and rules around what you're allowed to consume, right? Like we can all go and buy a Snickers from the store and like eat an ice cream at 2 a.m. or 9 a.m. if you wanted to. So that's, that's fine. But you can't just go buy illegal drugs in most places, right? So th- there are laws where they say that actually we think society shouldn't have X, Y, Z. So we're going to create a law around that. And obviously, we're, there's a whole debate around that too. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I, th- think- I wasn't even talking about. I wasn't even talking about necessarily illegal things. I was talking more about like ex- extremely dangerous, like poisonous things. And that your yeah. definition of poison could be like recreational drugs, but it also could be like, you know, somebody that's claiming to sell fish oil and they're putting like, you know, engine oil in capsules and selling it to people and killing them. Which which legit happened in in, in India and Vietnam. Like they'll sell alcohol, which is literally just rubbing alcohol, right? And that shit will kill you. Insane. Yeah. Like I don't think the majority of people want to live or have their children grow up in a world where there's just like no form of consensus around what can be sold and screened yeah. and, you know, consumed en masse because it doesn't get us anywhere good to take all the rails off that, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And so I guess the point I was coming to was that is how we consume, you know, physical food, drink, whatever. And then the, the, the next step from there is, okay, well, the content we're taking in, people use this term like the content diet, essentially, the way you feed your body, do you feed it with Balaji. junk food? Yeah, exactly. He says that as well. So yeah, it's, it's that idea of, again, you should, in my opinion, you give people to chat, like you can watch reality TV all day if you choose to, and you're not going to make that illegal because it's bad for your brain. And not everyone wants to watch a Nat Geo documentary or philosophical talk. But at some point, there might be a point where you say, we want to encourage certain things versus versus others and i think the problem with that from fo- the jump from food to media is free speech and then you don't want to like be um you know limiting access to certain stuff so yeah that that could be a whole discussion in itself but I f- that's kind of how i see it as like, i i think we already are doing that to a certain extent like you said jack like there's there's a watershed or whatever you can only show adult tv after a certain time or i'm assuming it's still like that uh, I don't have TV anymore, so. Um, but yeah, growing up, you'd be like, "Oh, everyone's staying up till ten or whatever it was," because that was the time. Man, you know what? You start the hitting channel three hundred and seventy-five at around yeah. two a.m. There's gonna <laughs> be some wild stuff. <laughs> Red shoe diaries. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's what I'm saying. So uh, anyway, that was that was really interesting. I think we could probably move on. This yeah. this 
related topic, Twitter's algorithm, and we're going to talk about Kevin Systrom's app, Artifact, TikTok for text. We can, Maybe we'll come on to that in a second, but I think, Jack, you mentioned this Twitter thing. I guess it's, um, there's been a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, ironically, as well, just saying, like, the feed they're noticing a difference and i've seen it too it's i'm just seeing a lot of people's stuff that i'm not following more than before obviously you would get um exposed to some people where they were retweeted or liked and stuff like that but now like that whole like feed to me is basically a lot of kind of those hacky things that i don't actually want to see so i'm i'm catching myself really going to the following tab a lot more because those at the quality of posts there for me are at least generally much better because i know who those people are what about you guys have you noticed it and anything else on that the most i've noticed is most of the tweets in the following tab for me are people complaining about this yeah <laughs> so people so that you actually funny. know are not liking it too yeah yeah I well think i mean the, the they're idea. trying to tiktok it right they're clearly trying to tiktok it is like they're going to they want it to be an interest like a truly interest-based graph uh, whereas we talked about it earlier, it's like Facebook, Instagram, follower graphs, right? You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it more I mean, with Artifact. But And uh, even even uh, Instagram is kind of going that way too, right? Going the discover, this might be interesting, try this, follow this person, do this. It just makes like, it's crazy actually how long it's taken to get here, honestly. The idea that the average user of a social media platform is not creating that much value in inverted commas like from the top down perspective of like oh, yeah. time on platform so for us like i think we're in a like hyper hyper niche of creation and publishing and all of this stuff and i don't think there's like although that's hyper niche there's not a shortage of people like us that are making stuff so the focus for a consumer app is to make it better for consumers and as long as like the dopamine reward exists for creators, it's like what Sailor was saying. There's always going to be someone who's willing to work harder than you for a, a shitter reward, right? For forever and ever and ever and ever. Wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can go and do something else? wrong? Somebody with less to lose, smarter than you, willing to work eight hours a week. Yeah. No, you're right. It's uh, it's. I'll, I'll add this. Did. It's definitely trying to get TikTokified, but the algo is just not there. And something we talked about, about in the article. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like the idea makes sense. Like, show me stuff I'm interested in. But to me, the text, and this is going to bring us to Artifact in a second, text, which is, ge- is generally what you're seeing on Twitter, right, still. You see some images and videos, but like comparing that to a dynamic like to me like a 4d experience compared to twitter tweet on tiktok people like video like that i mean people, yeah. like that's just this is not controversial text yeah is less good than images that's why instagram is so much bigger than twitter At- and then video is less good than uh, uh better than images because it's just you like but sight, says, sound emotion f- you see sight, sound, all three motion. things and that's why actually why tiktok i think and I know that short form video is taken over. That's why actually why it's quite dangerous in terms of the ability to suck and hold you, right? And manipulate mm-hmm. your brain. It's because, man, dude. Trunks, text, back on the train. I'm back go. on it, man. I'm back on it. I'm just like. <laughs> well, another thing is yeah. like there, the tightness of the feedback loop of the full screen thing too, which is like a weird, tiny yeah. nuance that on a, on a Twitter feed, you can't quite, I would imagine, you know, I wouldn't imagine you get as tight a feedback of like this person read this tweet for longer than they read the other tweet, right? You can approximate it probably based on how they're scrolling and stuff, but TikTok down to the millisecond, this is where this video turned people off. 
This is exactly where people lost interest. You could do that. You can't do that with a sentence on Twitter. Like, well, it's not only just sentence. You nailed it, Jack. It's called an algorithm friendly design. That's a good point. Because in a tweet and on your phone, you see three or four tweets at once. How is Twitter supposed to know which one you're looking at for how long what you like? But it, dude, you nailed it. TikTok is one video, right? Everything that happens on that video is telling them whether or not you hate it. And it's like the number of actual, if you like, maybe you go into the physical feedback, like the amount of times you touch TikTok versus Twitter is crazy, yeah. right? It's like you're like the the relationship between user and platform is so tight and 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 there's so much feedback happening versus like on twitter it's kind of like boom. yeah it's a more <laughs> of a passive scroll well boom. jack that's a that's a really good point about the video versus text though because if you think on twitter like you said we're reading at different speeds you know like you you can kind of estimate roughly like how far they got into the tweet but it's not the same as someone was listening to someone speaking or they got to a certain frame and everyone drops off right like they they just know way better like on that platform and i i also think and this is without actually knowing how it works it feels very much like a a hacked quick version that someone just said oh well here's a few variables time spent on tweet and uh likes and whatever, like a few different engagement points. And the ones who have the highest show them most to people. And what we know about Twitter is, sorry about that horn. Um, there's uh, the, the, the types of content that we've been seeing for the last few years, like those annoying template threads, right? Like I'm not saying Trung, Trung does actual original good writing on there. Guilty. But the, the, the one where you literally know they've, they're using like one of these platforms that write a template for you and you fill in the blanks and you go on Wikipedia and you copy it over or whatever. Like that sort of stuff, in my opinion, is just not great content, but it works. It's like, a, it is a hack for that platform and you get enough people liking it that it shows to more people and then it just reinforces that same thing. It doesn't make it the best content. It just makes it the one that is being game, it games the platform the and best. It, and maybe hacking that from the perspective of the follower graph is different than the interest That's, graph. Right? That's true. Like the first, yeah. the first 30 seconds, if you've like curated the, like you basically, People. you got your cult ready to receive it, right? And then it exactly. just gets, like, reaches the activation point. But if, the, if that same tweet goes out into like the proper, like a bigger pool, the ether, and yeah. captures like, yeah, a different, yeah, a different amount of attention, but over a broader thing, then there's, there's more incentive to amplify that to the world right like the yeah, yeah. mental model shit again is like stuff that resonates maybe in this like niche of a niche but the like dumb observation about thanksgiving is going up to like you know five million likes yeah yeah completely no i just want uh, 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 i think jack's framing of like going to different pools is something i actually actually noticed is the tweets are much spikier now when they go viral, they go viral hard. It's because it's getting fed into the for you pool, which is and big, like TikTok. Exactly. Anybody, like. anybody can go viral. I mean, and that's another. I think that was another growth loop for TikTok, right? Where you get the one million, you get a million uh, views on a video, and you're like, shit. You got to keep going. I'm yeah. gonna be, you know, yeah. I'm I'm the, the next Jimmy Fallon or whatever people think. I don't know. And then they're back <laughs> on Jimmy that. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <Bro. laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, you know what we should have done for meme of the week, actually? Yo, I'm pulling it up. Uh, I think because Jack brought up Jimmy Fallon, I have to do it. It was the one year anniversary oh, the, the, the Paris Hilton oh thing. Oh my yeah. god! So it was the one year anniversary. Is this why she's uh, talking about bored apes? The, yeah. They're both yeah. talking about bored apes. You oh my god! Like she, simulation. So, you know, this is a good pivot. We we should pivot from this to the uh, Instagram guys because this is just. You guys sent this tweet, right? You did. I think I shared in our group yeah. chat, or maybe maybe oh, Jack did as well. Incredible. Somebody quote. So somebody tweeted out exactly one year ago was when Jimmy Fallon and uh, Paris Hilton were showing off their board eight pictures, and then a guy named Bran- Branson Reese just wrote, "This is this is Shakespearean." He wrote in regards to the video of Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton. He writes, "This was so beautiful, the perfect expression of the barren winds." swept void at the heart of the whole thing a grift without an ounce of style or even audacity the kind of scam a calculator would invent no two organisms has ever had worse chemistry than this dude how funny was that man that was that video was bad yeah the video as well where she's like oh this is my one and he's like yeah my manager (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) nice class he's wearing a shirt like i like to wear it's like very oh my god yeah, that was a tough watch, man. <laughs> that was a tough watch. All right, good transition, boys. Good good chat on all the social stuff. Let's keep it going. Artifact. Our boy Kevin Systrom and Mark Krieger. Am I saying that correctly, Mike Tron? Is it Mark Krieger? Or Mike? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin and Mike. Let's keep it to that. Um, they have a new app coming out or is already out called Artifact. And it's being called TikTok for text. This is a perfect segue from TikTok and Twitter we just spoke about. Yep. Um, I also skim read what you shared with me earlier, and it said some people calling it the Google Reader Reborn as a mobile app, which is that is incredible. That that okay, is a well, can you tell? I never use Google, so uh, I just want to shout out. Uh, this is from the Platformer by Casey Newton. This was the this was he got that he got the exclusive, not Trump mm, fan. Trump fan did not get this exclusive. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us? Google. I never use Google Reader. Yeah, Google Reader was just an RSS. Did did you ever use it, Jack? Or anything not, like not that. Not religiously, no, it, but I do remember. But, yeah, it, it was basically, it was an RSS reader. So in the 2000s and then early 2010s, the, lot, the way a lot of people would read blogs, would you would subscribe to the RSS feed. So not via email. A lot of people still didn't use email. They would use the RSS feed. Um, and so that was like, a, like people loved it. And when they shut it down, there was like outrage. Like people Just were really upset. Just another Google product that like Wave, right? Down. Wave was another popular, a popular Yeah, but one. Wave didn't really, no one really use Wave. But okay, this okay. one, like, I don't know how many people used it. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> that much, but the people that used it loved it. And if you think about it, it's like where you kept all your, is your created list of reading. So it would be, it's like, like just a good stuff. interest graph, right? Like actual, a, a yeah, you one. opted in. Exactly. It wasn't like them trying to guess. It was like, oh, I want to stay up to date with these 17 blogs. And, and I'm going to like have them all in one place. So I used it like all the time. In fact, when I first used Twitter, I had it set up where I would star it and it would automatically share onto my feed, especially the Arsenal days. That was on the Arsenal oh, feed. Oh, yeah. The Arsenal review. That. Yeah, yeah. The tweet deck days. So anyway, that was, that was what caught my attention in um, Well, let me the give you some shared. of the features that sound similar to that. So you right yeah. now, uh, it's, uh, it's open, uh, but it's in beta. They're slowly waitlisting people. I think actually rapidly is what the word in the article is. But to your point, you can only link, you can only post with a link. So it has to be some type of text uh, uh, that you read and you have to link it. And right now you can choose to add, uh, turn on or turn off comments. 
So the question I have is this, and I want to throw it to Jack, because I know Jack has strong feelings about the Twitter network effects. I don't think this thing stands a chance, man. <laughs> it's just like DOA. I, yeah, it's this opinion. is and listen, these guys are clearly monsters. They sold to they sold Instagram to Zuck for Billy in 2012. Um, Instagram they left in 2018 because of how Zuck and Facebook were monetizing. Uh, they are the purists. They're software. Sounds like they have too much of a moral compass to build a successful consumer social app. <laughs> Me. Yeah. No, you're actually being serious, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being deadly serious, yeah. No, but like, they, they also said that they will have their thumb on the content moderation of uh, this app. Uh, it it sounds reminds cool, me of that, like, like, what was it, Flipkart or something? The, oh, like, yeah, Flipboard, Flipboard. Flipboard, Flipboard. My yeah, dad yeah. still watch, uses that. I showed him once at Christmas, and he would he just share it. me. That I thing's mean, amazing it was a great on iPad, app. though, right? That yeah, it's is beautiful. I, yeah, I think, they're I think they're great, but I don't think they have a shot at, like, scale, oh, yeah. network effect. It's Definitely like your not. Dad, it's basically, yeah, your dad <laughs> exactly. wants to keep up with, like, these three obscure publications and they pack them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. No, no, I, well, I agree with what you're saying there, Trung, as well. Like, I, I think one, I mean, you never know with these guys that they have a track record, but you'd also, I think so much of what the success of Instagram was, like it was a moment in time. They definitely created something great. It was better than what existed, but so much of it is a moment in time and like a wave behind you. And I know there were another like 200 people trying to do what they were doing. They were the ones that got it to work. Um, so maybe they're just brilliant product people that will figure it out. Maybe that's the case. But I think with something like consumer social, it's not. It's really like the best minds will try it over and over again and it might work once. And it's and time even, on app, right? The, the monetization strategy would be time on app and the whole app yeah. is centered around the idea of getting you off the app. Oh, because you got to read the article. Yeah. Mm. they'd have to have a publisher relationship but we've seen how many of these have failed right every time a big publisher has tried to do a relationship with one of these networks it's just been a complete disaster what, what was it called Quibi no Quibi, Quibi was or in the text video, yeah. is like uh, uh, like Facebook's cut a bunch of deals with publishers right like uh, actually Google did it too hey, isn't isn't Substack mobile? doing like a discoverability thing and an app? That to me is more. But that's is, within the newsletters, I think, which I think works really well. Substack has its own app. Oh, dude, you're right, man. It's like Substack's already got this thing dead to rights, man. Yeah, but like, how many people are using Substack app? No, you're right. Um, really, really more than, I, think, I mean, more than that. Like, it's not starting from zero, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the one yeah, thing yeah, I think Substack does is like it self-selects. He just said Substack. <laughs> That's what I was cracking up to. I, thought, yeah. I saw Bilal's saw, face. Bilal yeah. had the face of Jack when I said, don't yeah. be hard. I was like, I was like, did I hear it wrong? And then I was like, Substack. I, I didn't want to interrupt him, but I said right, it in go my ahead, head. Go ahead, Jack. Sorry, man. I was going to say, you already have like the distribution, the tentacles are in, right? They have like all of these authors that people have really, you know, shout out Joe Biden quote, are paying to read yep. at scale, right? So you could use that established network effect and all of those, all of that intent that's stored up. I'm not saying it's still going to be hard, right? It's still going to be hard for someone like Substack where they have an ecosystem that's all connected, uh, presumably millions of readers. Um, but you're basically trying to start that from scratch without having this like, wall of value capture around the whole thing where you're introducing people to other streams of content that you have a upside interest in as the partner publisher curator whatever else you get what i'm saying yeah yeah that makes I agree. sense 
But maybe they got a billion. They got a billion dollars. I don't know how much of that they got left. Maybe they're just going to run it with that. It's a charity. Is that? Did they? Did, did they say how much they've raised for this? I don't. I didn't see it in there. Did you, well, they it, also uh, rich themselves, but yeah, they they uh, they deaf rich. They're deaf Billy. They're, they're probably Billies at this point. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Blau's statement. Listen, these guys are product guys, but Instagram was a very specific thing at a specific time. It doesn't feel like a tech TikTok for text is what we want right now is also, it, is like on tiktok you already sorry sorry jack no but yeah uh, on tiktok you already get i feel like when everyone's like a tiktok for this it's like unless just tiktok's TikTok. getting banned People yeah tiktok already has books. it yeah. yeah they literally have i literally see trung's tweet showing up on my feed where it's not even your account people have yeah. just pulled your thing and it's like this one random fact and like people are liking it because and, my tweet survived the <laughs> evolutionary process of social fitness and <laughs> exactly no no but all jokes aside it's like they're like a lot of people who don't use tiktok just think of tiktok as what it was like a few years ago of like kids dancing on a screen it's not like that at all it's literally just addictive videos sometimes videos sometimes people speaking over videos sometimes literally just a tweet where someone is green screening it or just speaking over it so it already is that it's but the but because of discoverability it's just it's just yeah it's just more addictive than everything else so it's not to say it won't win i would always back like bet on someone like kevin system doing something again in the future but you could bet on them 10 times and it would work once or twice that's just the law right, of that's all the that, numbers that's all that matters though, right yeah exactly yeah 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 if you're actually an investor but like in it's just like objectively from the outside starting something like this every time it's always the thing very is, difficult like, i'm like their target customer like i love reading you love reading articles yeah. like, i have zero I, I do not want to use this app like i i don't yeah I don't know if I want AI powered re recommendation. Maybe, you know, maybe that's unfair because I already have a pretty good information flow. It's maybe it's for people that's a lower, a level lower that haven't curated the information flow as much. Yeah, I maybe I'm not representative of actually who they're going after. Uh, I also think the name is not going to have much memetic velocity, boys. Maybe one <laughs> too many syllables in there. Artifact. You know? I guess Instagram yeah. is three. Mm. Artifact, though, gives you the. Um, it gives you the the academic intellectual vibe, which again yeah. I think is is going to be a hurdle. Small it's a hurdle. Yeah, but maybe that's the goal. We will see. That's interesting. If, what do you think of when you say artifact? History. Of, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think of like uh, what do you call it? Literally, somebody archaeologists. Yeah, that's um, what. Well, is that what you laugh. think of in your head, Trunk? Yeah, I'm just curious, like visually, just like a guy dusting off like the dirt on the, the dinosaur bones. <laughs> very, Wait. very the antithesis of Instagram, yeah. right? Which maybe they've been sitting meditating for ten years, and that's probably yeah. the 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 product of it. <laughs> which like, we look play. what happened at IG. Look at what we've wrought on this world. Right, this is the redemption. Yeah, fair well, play. Well, the name represents the merging of articles, facts, and artificial intelligence. That is just just mm. not doing it for me. I also have to say another thing for me personally, and he might be a complete unicorn because people I've heard speak about him have said he is like one of those people. Um, once you've made like a billion dollars or sold something from a billion dollars, like the, to back that person again, to be hungry enough to like really see it through when it's not fully working, like those uh, people are rare. Yeah. Like when they do it, they're amazing. But a lot of the time it doesn't hit twice. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not being a hater on him. I think he's probably a real talented guy, but just... Yeah, it doesn't seem like I don't know if I'm gonna especially download this right now, you know. So, um, it's yeah. a, oh, you got you're running onto a stacked field right now. Yeah, the attention hunger games are 
very, very hard to win. Games yeah, you the no, literally the attention. You're gonna go in with the apex predator TikTok for text, like Bilal said. TikTok is a TikTok for is text. Is a TikTok right? for text? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, boys. I think that was a good one. Anything else on artifact before we wrap it up? Um, nope. That was uh, I think uh, somehow for a little inside baseball for the listeners. We kind of were scrambling this morning. We weren't really sure what we were going to talk about, but we, then we all these pieces kind of came in, together in the yeah. tank. If we wanted to keep going, we could, but maybe oh, we yeah. save that for uh, we could save that for next week, maybe. Well, do you think Soren would want to come on? Uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I can ask. We him, could yeah. do that. Oh, there was also the uh, brand stuff. We, but we can save that for another time. Yeah, I, I think Evergreen. that was a tight hour, man. That was a tight hour. Yeah, it was perfect. All right. Well, thanks again for being here. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you're smashing the like and subscribe button on YouTube. And uh, just do us a favor if you're still listening to this on Spotify or Apple, drop us a review. I think no one does this on Apple, but a decent number of people have done it on Spotify. Um, it takes like two minutes. That's always helpful. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out, guys.